Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbaugh. There are book titles that are vague and vibey, and there are book titles that'll tell you exactly what you're in for. Today's book is the latter. It's The Cookie That Changed My Life and More Than a 100 Other Classic Cakes, Cookies, Muffins, and Pies That Will Change Yours by Nancy Silverton. Obviously, it's a cookbook, and it's obviously focused on desserts and treats and baked goods. And in this interview with Here and Now's Robin Young, Nancy Silverton, a founder of a world-renowned bakery in L.A., makes the argument for a cookbook that in the age where you can probably just look up lemon bar recipe and get a gajillion hits, there is some value in having an expert like Nancy give you her best shot at it. Life-changing cookies after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor Sony Pictures Classics presenting Run Lolo Run. The groundbreaking, high-octane cinematic sensation has returned to theaters in magnificent 4K. Don't let Lola pass you by. Get tickets now at runlolorunfilm.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Sorry, but I have to leave now because I just tasted the cookie that promised to change my life, and indeed, I am now going to be a backup singer for Bruce Springsteen. I wish, but the cookie that changed my life is great, and so is the new cookbook of the same title from Nancy Silverton, winner of a James Beard Award for Outstanding Chef and Michelin Stars, co-owner of L.A.'s Pizzeria Moza and Osteria, founder of the world-renowned La Brea Bakery and Campanile Restaurant, her brioche famously made Julia Child cry. Chef Nancy Silverton joins us now from Tuscany. Welcome. Nice to uh, sort of be there. No, actually, it's nicer where I am right now. I, I know can, it is. I can assure you. We so appreciate you taking time from Tuscany to speak with us. And I love that right at the beginning of the book, you write, here's to that unforgettably delicious yellow birthday cake with chocolate frosting that we savored as kids. Here's to that peanut butter cookie that lighted me in a dark hour. Talk about this peanut butter cookie that started all of this. You were at home. It was covid And you noticed a cookie that somebody had given you. Yes, I ate the cookie. I think one thing is my competitive nature. There's somebody out there that is making a better peanut butter cookie than I've ever made, and that's not the way it should be. I challenged myself to see if I could possibly make it better because it had all the right bones. So this was Roxana Julepat. She'd worked with you at Campanile. Uh-huh. This is about things we think we know and making them better. Yes. So I made a big divot in the middle, and I filled it with peanut butter, and I set that in the oven and took it out after a few minutes and piled on all these salted Spanish peanuts that had the skin and put it back in the oven, and it was sort of a peanut butter cookie on steroids, right? <laughs> And it turned into a book. That led to me thinking, you know, these days with internet, there's unlimited recipes free of charge everywhere. You know, you click on peanut butter cookie and the Google will give you 15,000 recipes. And then you think, well, which one should I make, right? So I thought, look, let's simplify that. Why don't I take the challenge of taking all the recipes like peanut butter cookies and pound cakes and lemon bars, apple pie blueberry muffins, whatever that is that people are searching the internet for, and try to make the best version of that item. Okay. Just a little bit more of your backstory. You started cooking, I understand, in your dorm room in 1972, and then kind of, you know, told your parents, you know what, I like this cooking thing. 
And I think it was your dad who said, well, if you're going to cook, you got to go to a good cooking school, of which you didn't know there was one. And you end up at Le Cordon Bleu? That's right. I was so surprised that they were still talking to me. Back in those days, cooking for anybody, whether it was uh, male or female, did not have the cachet that it does now. Well, so here you are now, staying with the peanut butter cookie, which our producer Karen Miller-Medson made. They are astonishing. I have one right here. I'm going to take a little bite. Uh, Crispy around the rim. And then this volcanic lava-like center (laughs) with the peanut butter in the center. But you say commercial peanut butter, not organic? Does that? Yeah, I've, you know, I've found that sometimes the most available item is just as good or sometimes even better than one that uh, has a better label or is more expensive. In this case, the more generic, the better. Huh, okay. And I don't know if it's because it has that familiar taste or it performs in the way it needs to for a standard peanut butter cookie. Okay, there's that. Other things we notice, your recipes often call for vanilla bean paste. How does that differ from pure vanilla extract? It's a better flavor. It's more concentrated. It gives you the little flecks that come from the vanilla bean itself. And can you substitute it? Yes. You know, it's interesting when you talk about vanilla, you'll see such tiny quantities, half a teaspoon. I don't care what your palate is, you'll never taste a half a teaspoon worth of vanilla extract in anything, you know? Use enough that it's actually a flavor. Okay, how about the plain vanilla cake with chocolate frosting? Give us just one tip how you would improve upon that, except maybe in my case by a different box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine would be don't buy that box. (laughs) No, but you know, in some of those cases, what you're trying to actually replicate comes from that box cake memory. The memory, And I'll tell you, there's enough additives in those boxes that the product is actually almost a textbook perfect example, you know, so. (laughs) But that was one of the most difficult recipes in the book because I had that cake mix standard. And it also needs to be a frosting that doesn't get hard Most people like to refrigerate their layer cakes after they make them, but the trouble with them is the next day that frosting cracks or separates from the cake. And so I was also challenged by coming up with the right texture of the frosting. The frosting, I'm seeing something, I don't know what it is, Lyle's Golden Syrup. So Lyle's Golden Syrup is an English condiment that has the properties and has the texture of a corn syrup. But in the book, I tried to get rid of corn syrup and I tried to get away from cornstarch. So I used potato starch as opposed to cornstarch. So Lyle's golden syrup is like a corn syrup. And that helps with the texture so that it doesn't get hard in the refrigerator. Okay. You have a whole section of slice and bake cookies, which aren't in most cookie cookbooks. So tell us why you're a fan. I'm a fan of slice and bake cookies because once rolled up, they keep refrigerated or frozen for much longer uh, periods, and it's easy to slice them and bake them. But that rolled cookie was one of those few desserts that my mom would buy, and then we would think of them as homemade cookies because we would slice them and bake them to order. Mm. 
I love that idea. So it's always there. Which dessert do you recommend making ahead of time? Which are better the night before or even the day of a holiday? I think a night before dessert that's great is the Kentucky butter cake. It is a fantastic white cake that's baked in a decorative mold, and it gets a glaze on it that hardens overnight and gives you sort of the texture and the eating uh, pleasure like when you eat a glazed cake donut. Mm. You give your ingredient measurements in grams and in cups, but is it better to weigh out things like flour, sugar, nuts? Or to put them Absolutely. in cups. It's better to weigh it. It's much better to weigh it, much more accurate. You know, and especially now that so many kitchen stores, say, sell all these sort of decorative measuring cups and measuring spoons in different shapes, like heart shapes, you know. The measurement is so inaccurate. Yeah. But then again, some people don't have a scale, and I would never want anything to prevent somebody from... From baking. Yeah. There's so much in here. Your savory pies. There's a chicken pot pie with a shiny egg wash dough. Your olive oil drizzled onion and sage focaccia bread. What's the one thing uh, that you're going to be most proud of that you might be putting on a Thanksgiving table? I really do love the squash alternative to pumpkin pie. And that took a lot of doing because I'm really not a pumpkin pie eater. And when I started using Dan Barber's honey nut squash that he developed using that in place of pumpkin. It's one that I could eat and I would make for somebody. So this is your honey nut squash pie. Again, Chef Dan Barber developed it at his farm, Blue Hill at Stone Barns in upstate New York. That is Chef Nancy Silverton, her new cookbook, The Cookie That Changed My Life and More Than 100 Other Classic Cakes, Cookies, Muffins, and Pies That Will Change Yours. Nancy, Chef, thank you so much for talking to us about it. Thank you. Fun to talk. That's it for this week on NPR's Book of the Day. If you want more, you can sign up for our newsletter, npr.org slash newsletter slash books. I'm Andrew Limbong. The podcast is produced by Isabella Gomez-Armiento and Ashley Montgomery and edited by Megan Sullivan. Our founding editor is Petra Mayer. The show elements for this week were produced and edited by Todd Munt, Emiko Tamagawa, Danny Hensel, Lucy Perkins, Kalani Saxena, Hadil Alsaji, Martin Patience, Hafsa Fatima, Jessica Reedy, and Karen Miller Medicine. Beth Donovan is our managing editor. Thanks for listening. This is my voice can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch.